Hello. Ah, here we are. I can see myself and everything. Or, it thinks I'm a man, but okay. It thinks you're a man? It says male voice. Oh, well, in all fairness, you do have a pretty deep voice. I do not. I'm just saying. That's all. Oh, and now I just burned the shit out of my throat. Well, that's a good way to start a podcast. Yes. Hello, welcome to the podcast that we have no name for. Uh, my name is Dustin, uh, also known as Dustin Danger Stevens. I'm Denise Janae. Hmm. I don't have a weird moniker. Well, I mean, you don't need a moniker. And even if you had a moniker, I imagine halfway through this podcast, you would smash it up against a wall and come up with a better one because... I don't get that reference. That's what Kylo Ren does. He smashes his helmet against the wall when he realizes he doesn't need to. Yes. Um, Spoilers, by the way. We're going to be spoiling the shit out of this movie, so if that sort of thing bothers you, be aware of that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for contributing to this podcast, Denise. Shut up. Uh, So basically, what are we we doing here? We're going to be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi... Yes. And and just that movie? I was inviting you to contribute <laughs> to this conversation. But. I shall. Um, how do you want to start? Um, well, let's talk about the movie. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, since we're spilling the shit out of this, generally speaking, what did you think of the movie? Um, I really liked it. I'm not. I didn't watch Star Wars until I was an adult, so I don't have all the same hangups. Oh, um, that's a good that reference. A lot of uh, people who fell in love with Star Wars as children have. No, that's a good frame of reference. I have. Uh, I read Star Wars. Like I have seen all the movies. I've read like a hundred Star Wars novels. Uh, I've looked at the comic books and the video games and all that, so I'm a huge, huge Star Wars geek, and I'm doing a podcast with a girl who, as you know, wasn't even aware of what Star Wars was until about two years I ago. I know what it so. was. All right. I just um, never watched. Good enough. So let's talk about uh, the Last Jedi. Um, this uh, so. This one, it starts off a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. As they do. Uh, this one starts off just like literally it picks up right where the last one left off, which is a new thing. The previous Star Wars films always kind of like were like two years later. This one kind of just like picks up right where the last one left off. So how do you feel about that? Um, I like that. I mean, it was definitely necessary to rewatch The Force Awakens before seeing this one so I could remind myself where everyone was. Yeah. And what they were doing, just kind of, because, like, um, uh, uh, not Poe, the other one, Finn. Finn, in the, you know, in Empire Strikes Back, we saw that Luke was, like, floating in a back-to-tank because he was attacked by a wampa and so he had that back to tank floating thing whereas in this one Poe or not Poe Finn was kind of like you know 
Kylo Ren attacked him with a lightsaber, and then in this one he just kind of has like that little headgear above him, but then he's just better. Well, he also, we meet, when we see him first, he's in like a a bubble suit. Yeah. A liquid bubble suit. But it's a different, it's a different technology than we saw in Empire Strikes Back, and a lot of people, I know one of the criticisms a lot of people had for this movie was that it didn't, uh, adhere to the rules of the previous Star Trek, uh, Star Wars universe, and I think one example of that is that he was in a weird um, healing chamber. I think that makes sense. I mean, it's what, 30 years into the future? Yeah, but... So, technology would have improved. Yeah. And I'm fine with that, but... It's kind of, it's kind of a strange thing. What, what are you doing? The horchata. I can't taste the rum at all. Oh. Hmm. I'm drinking spiked hot chocolate. Well, she's trying to, but she's oddly suspicious of the spiked hot chocolate. It's not spiked enough. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just weird that like since, um, well, I felt and I think this is probably a bigger conversation. Uh, Force Awakens, I feel like, tried to do... They tried too hard to recreate the, you know, the feeling of uh, the original Star Wars, A New Hope. And I feel like this one, they kind of try to do that, but inexplicably, they don't have back to tanks like Empire Strikes Back had. They had, like, a weird helmet thing that just kind of sort of healed you? I thought it was kind of like an oxygen chamber. Yeah, I mean, no, that's cool. I mean, and normally I'd be cool with that, but since Empire Strikes Empire Strikes Back specifically had a uh, back to tank, it's weird that this movie specifically didn't do that. I mean, I think they're trying not to... I think one of the criticisms a lot of people had for Force Awakens was that it tried to imitate everything from A New Hope. Myself included. I was one of those guys that thought Force Awakens tried too hard to remake the original. Yeah. I haven't really read any of the criticism because I don't care (laughs) about (laughs) other people's criticisms. I think a lot of that is like people with hang-ups for something they fell in love with from when they were children. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about their feelings Fair about enough. a back back to chamber. I don't it's back been 30 tank. years. We don't use the same thing, same technology. Yeah, 30 but years it, now um the same technology as we did 30 years ago. Um speaking of technology from 30 years ago, uh this is one that I definitely one of my first observations when watching the new movie is this one is way funnier, I feel, yeah. than the previous films. What did you think? Like, like again, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've read all the novels and the comic books and blah, blah, blah. But as a person who's less invested in that universe, what did you think about the sense of humor in this one? I liked it. I like that it didn't seem too... Like, it's not like it's a comedy. Yeah. But I felt like all the moments of humor were to break the tension. Yeah. Or to build character, like Poe, you know, trolling General Hux. Yeah, this one opens with 
general, well, uh, the previous film, Force Awakens, kind of opened with like Poe saying, like, oh, what, do I talk first? Do you talk yeah. first? Um, and I felt like they did it again here, but on a bigger scale. Yeah, and it's with a character who, I mean, not Kylo, both Kylo Ren and General Hux are humorless, but um, mm-hmm. General Hux is so, like, Donald Gleason plays him in a very, like, scene-chewing manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's just constantly scowling, and it's extra f- funny to hear someone with a sense of humor, one of our rebels with a sense of humor, yeah. um, trolling him. Well, he, he calls him pasty. He is pasty. He is pasty. Well, he's British, so. Um, well, I mean, in the in the previous film, uh, Force Awakens, I think they were trying to set him up as like General Tarkin and Darth Vader. Like, here's the you know, here's the guy who's running the Empire, and then here's his magical wizard muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I feel like they tried to. More specifically, like this one, I feel like they tried to do that, but uh, whether for good or for bad, they were very specifically like, "Oh no, Kylo Ren is not the muscle." He's. I think he was being treated like the muscle by Snoke, and then yeah. by the end, we see he's not interested in being the muscle anymore. Yeah, it's interesting because they're they're Kylo's relationship with Hux is sort of like brothers who hate each other yeah. like they both have the father who likes to play them against each other and you know one of them is probably better at leading people the other one is better at leading an army but you know they hate each other fair enough i mean <laughs> and, I and think... they would gladly kill it i actually don't understand why kylo ren didn't kill general hux after he killed snoke like what I does mean... he need from him I mean, I think that this movie in general had a big, like, kind of copy and paste the formula from A New Hope, but I feel like they did a really good good job of subverting it at every point they could, and specifically, I think that the original movie was, oh, here's uh, Governor Tarkin who's going to, like, run the galaxy and blah, blah, blah. But secretly, he's kind of like... Darth Vader's handler, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in this movie, I feel like Hux was, like, trying to be that, but... Kylo Ren will not be handled. (laughs) Well, he will not be handled, but also, I think, like, maybe he doesn't need handler. can't handle a guy who can choke you. Without touching you. Well, in well, and we can talk more about this. But in Empire Strikes Back, they did a big deal of every time someone pissed off Darth Vader, he killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in this movie, I feel like Kylo Ren didn't have to kill anybody because he was like, "Yeah, I already know I'm in charge." Like, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about sort of the plots character by character. So we have Ray, who I imagine is the A plot. Yeah. That and makes then sense. we have Finn and Rose, who are the B plot. Mm-hmm. 
and then Poe is kind of involved with the B plot, but he's got his own thing going on too. Yeah, they keep. Uh, this is kind of sort of what I thought in the first movie. Poe, they keep saying he's a main character, but they aren't giving us a lot to go off there. Well, I think that they're building him up to replace uh, Leia. I mean, now she has to be replaced, but I sort of expected it to happen during this movie, but there's a moment where he clearly expects it too. Like when they're naming, um, what was her name? Admiral Hodo? Holdo? Is that Lord Lord Dern? Dern? Yeah. Um, When they name her as the new person in charge, he really expected it to be him. I kind of thought Laura Dern was supposed to be the new Leia in this whole movie, um, whether by necessity, because unfortunately Carrie Fisher died. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of thought Laura Dern was becoming the new, uh, you know, sort of, you know, wise old woman yeah, who's, the general. yeah that's i thought i thought laura dern was taking over that role um which it turned out they didn't do yeah um well i guess let's talk about poe's sort of journey i mean he start we open with the battle where he's trying to uh destroy a dreadnought because i don't know why it, i'm nodding this is a podcast <laughs> Nodding doesn't do that well, but... Um, But, you know, he wants to destroy the Dreadnought because it's a fleet killer, but also really because it will stroke his ego to be the person responsible for destroying a Dreadnought. Yeah, well, Um, it's... And everyone dies. (laughs) All of the... They lose all of their bombers. Mm -hmm. And all of the people... Well, except for Rose's sister. Well, she dies, too. Well, right, but I mean, her bomber, so... Yes, they successfully destroy the Dreadnought because she's able to, by the grace of whatever, uh, drop her bombs Because they couldn't come up with... By the way, let me just throw this out here. They couldn't come up with another letter. Like, they were like, oh, you know, here's A-wings, B-wings, Y-wings, X-wings, and the Rebel Bombers. Like, they couldn't come up with another letter of the alphabet. They couldn't be like, oh, these are Q-wings or Z-wings or whatever. Like, it's weird to me that they couldn't come up with another letter of the alphabet to assign to those bombers. It's just, it's, just, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I don't know. It, would, it doesn't really pay attention to that. Well, yeah, but I mean, specifically just because they made a big deal about um, Rogue One had D-wings. I think it was D-wings. But, uh... Yeah, it's just, it's bizarre that they couldn't come up with, like, oh, these are the L-wings, these are the T-wings, these are, you know, it's just weird that they couldn't come up with I don't even know, I don't know the names of most, I mean, I know the X-wings because they look like X's, but... Yeah, but, but I mean, the fact that they specifically came up with, yeah. in all of the previous films, like, um, in Return of the Jedi, they had A-wings, B-wings, X-wings, Y-wings... The fact that in this movie they just said, oh, those are the bombers. They could have picked any letters. They They could have picked any letter of the alphabet. I would have called them the floaty guns. Because that's what they looked like. They looked like guns without a, 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 what? What do they call the part where the bullet comes out? Muzzle? The muzzle, yes. They looked like guns without a muzzle. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, like, they could have, I mean, they could have picked any letter of the alphabet and said, those are... Blank wings, but... Yeah. Inexplicably. They didn't have wings. 
Well, but they could have had wings. Like, like, like whoever, like whoever sat down with a sketch pad and a piece of paper and a pencil, like they could. It was their fault for not drawing it with wings. Yeah, I mean, B wings don't look anything like the letter B, but they still did it in Return of the Jedi, and yeah, it's just it's an odd choice that. I mean, in a franchise that, you know, quite frankly, this entire franchise is based on making action figures and toys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's odd that they didn't specifically, they just called them bombers. It's just an odd thing that you would think that they would have made up some name so that they could sell the toy. I'm just imagining a bomber toy and how horrible that would be for a household to have these tiny little beads falling out of the bottom constantly when your children are playing with them and they stroke oh, yeah. the floor yeah. and you're slipping and falling on them. Our cat would lose I don't know shit, if that's a great she? idea for a toy. Yeah. But, but I mean the point of that scene to me was showing that Poe is not ready to be a leader. I mean the point of the scene was to introduce her sister. Um Partly, but I think, I mean, the first thing Leia does when she sees Poe is she slaps him and demotes him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she was pissed off. She was looking at the screen and seeing, oh, all of our bombers and all the people that were on those bombers, which looked like it was two per bomber, they're all gone. And it's a lot of people to die because Poe wanted to destroy a dreadnought. Yeah, and I think uh, that was that's the beginning of his you know his whole journey through this movie is becoming a leader, a real well, leader, and not just a guy who's good at blowing things up. And that becomes because he's supposed to replace her. Well, and that becomes a bigger discussion for the whole film. I would argue. Uh, I think it's a bigger discussion of the whole film is. Everybody, like all of the major characters in this movie, feel like they're a failure. And they're kind of told to, spoilers, spoilers, anyone who's listening at this point. Um, But I mean, that's a big thing with Luke Skywalker as well, is he's like, I can't teach you how to be a Jedi because I failed Ben Solo. And I think that's kind of. Uh, Ray's thing is like it's okay like you fucked up try again and I think Yoda kind of says the same thing he's like yeah you fucked up try again like Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of the whole plot of this movie is you know I don't care if you're Laura Dern or um, you know Poe Dameron or Luke Skywalker I don't give a shit we've all fucked up yeah. Try again. Yeah. Um, but his first step is, like, realizing that he fucked up, which I think he kind of does when Leia demotes him because clearly, you know, he has, like, motherly feelings towards her. Um, and then he's, you know, when she's injured, um, Lord Dern becomes general instead of him, which he really seemed to be expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think he expected her to be a man. Yeah. Which was interesting, because um, it—I mean—it's not like they go heavy into like sexism, but there was a part of me that was wondering if part of the reason why he had so much trouble trusting her authority was because she was a woman, even yeah. though he loves Leia 
and you know follows her every order except well, for when she's like, telling him not to attack a dreadnought <laughs> i felt like his whole i felt like his whole storyline was based on i want to get ray back like i feel like after you know become you know he was a stormtrooper and he was you're talking about finn i'm still talking about poe oh yeah well yeah, yeah. Poe. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Poe was very much like I'm going to follow the uh, the whole. I can't say rebellion. The whole resistance order. Like he was like, I'm going to follow them. And I'm going to do what they want. Whereas uh, uh, Finn was more like. Specifically, I'm trying to find Ray. Yeah, but I mean, for. I'm trying to stick with talking about Poe's journey and then going into Finn and Rose. Okay. Um, you know, he ends up trying to lead a mutiny mm-hmm. against the general because he doesn't. I mean, part of it is. I, it did annoy me that sort of like, I'm not going to tell you what my plan is, but. He isn't even a commander anymore. He's just a captain because he was demoted. So technically, she doesn't have to tell him shit. He's just supposed to follow her orders. Yeah, that is definitely a weird plot device that Laura Dern specifically... She appears to have gotten orders from Leia, but she doesn't tell anybody. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, it wasn't clear to me whether, like, this was a bigger plan for them to hide before the, that whole part of the ship blew up and Leia was injured, or if it was something mm-hmm. that Laura Dern came up with on her own once she realized we need to get somewhere fast, they can follow us through light speed. Um, Which, I mean, well, there's a whole conversation we could have on our own, Um in the old series in uh, Star Wars, the original trilogy, they had a, apparently a big giant fleet that they used to travel around or whatever. And in this movie, it would appear that there's only one ship in the fleet. Well, they have smaller ships. They have their uh, X-Wings. Mm-hmm. Um and they had bombers. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there were some, but, I mean, they're definitely, they're definitely down, too, and they get smaller and smaller as the movie goes yeah. on. Um, I mean, I think it's just, I'm trying to remember how many, how heavy their losses were in The Force Awakens, if that's part of the reason why they're... Well, The Force Awakens, I've argued this since that first movie came out. The Force Awakens, they were never really clear. They were just kind of like, oh, this is our... You know, this is our fleet. This is, you know, all of our sources. This is what we have. And then the uh, Starkiller Station blew up five planets, but we were never really clear on, is that all of our planets? Is that some of our planets? They just, they didn't really Well, yeah, I mean, it. I got, I think the impression I got after I rewatched The Force Awakens the other night was that, the planets that they blew up were the main sources of government. Yeah, I so mean, like I, I, in I, the U.S., it would be like if they blew up Washington D.C. and uh, 
London mm-hmm. and uh, what are other I don't know what the capital of China is. Like all of our major, all of our most um, powerful countries, if they blew up the capitals. And I was fine with that. Like, I'm I'm totally fine with that. It just, it felt like they didn't establish it. Like, yeah. Like, they could have, like, you know, I'm fine with the concept of the Republic is five planets. Or I'm fine with the Republic is... 800 planets. I'm fine either way. It just felt yeah. like they didn't like establish it. Yeah. They just l- kind of left us going, oh, wait, how many planets are there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the impression that there are a lot of planets in this system, but um, the ones that they blew up were the ones that control all the other ones. They're yeah. where the governments were. And so that's why there's no like official military fighting against the First Order is because they were all probably... I mean, I, I do think... I agree with you that could have been explained better. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, again, I'm cool either way. It just feels like they could have... Yeah. But, um, um, so Poe tries to lead a mutiny, and then when he realizes that Finn and Rose have not been successful at, you know, making it so they can jump through light speed without being tracked is when Leia comes in and shoots or stuns him. And yeah. puts him on an escape pod. And that's sort of... Um, like, it takes her explaining the plan to go to the mining planet for him to realize, like, oh, I fucked up. Okay. <laughs> I, this was... Because they all could have escaped if he hadn't delayed everyone escaping. I mean, maybe some of them still would have been shot out of the sky, but that whole escape could have gone faster if he hadn't fucked up and thought that he knew better than General Holdo. Okay, so let's uh, let's go there next. Um, to the mining planet? Finn and uh, Rose. Oh. They seem to have uh, gone off on their own adventure without including the rest of the rebellion. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, their their goal was a good one, mm-hmm. but they also because Poe doesn't trust General Holdo, they don't trust her, mm-hmm. and so they sort of go off on their own. And their plan is to find a code breaker who can get them onto the uh, what is it, Snoke's ship. I don't know mm-hmm. if it has an official name. It's uh, the the big dreadnought. No. The giant dreadnought. Um, and uh, I'm just going to call it Snoke's ship. I'm fine with that. Um, and get them on there so they can destroy whatever it is that's... They can hack into it and keep it from being able to track them through light speed. Yeah, this one, this one has a big deal about, like, the people who... The the Republic fleet doesn't have enough fuel yeah. to. They make a big fuss about that, even though the rules previously expressed in Star Wars are that if you go to light speed, you can escape from your enemies. Yeah, <laughs> like 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 in the previous trilogy and the prequels, they establish once you go to light speed. You magically, like, uh, I don't know, magic isn't the right word, but, like, once you go to light speed, yeah. you um, escape. But I don't, 
I mean, they just explain it as being new technology, which I think is understandable. I mean, it is, once again, 30 years from the old movies, and so... Yeah, but I mean, but it's also... And it's a way to step up the tension, because now it's not as simple as just going to light speed. And I'm kind of sort of, I'm kind of sort of okay with that. Like, frankly, I get that, I'm cool with that, but at the same time, it's like, it is a weird kind of... Uh, uh, conceit that in the previous trilogy like Empire Strikes Back which many would argue is the best Star Wars movie ever um, the whole thing there is oh my god the hyperdrive is broken we have to fix the hyperdrive so that we can escape that's kind of the whole plot of Empire Strikes Back is Han and Leia trying to fix their hyperdrive so they can escape. And this movie is like, oh, we're trying to get to hyperdrive, but it doesn't matter if we do because even if we do escape, we're all going to die anyway because we're yeah. low on fuel. Like, Yeah, if they jump to light speed one more time, they're going to be pretty much out of fuel, and yeah. then they'll just be tracked through that, and then they can be destroyed by... Yeah the first order um so finn and rose first go to um i can't remember the name of the planet but it's the the, planet the casino planet the evil, doesn't matter the evil rich people go it's well i mean this fun. is well this is well this is and don't get me wrong i love this about star wars is that they have a desert planet and a forest planet and a snow planet and a whatever this is the casino planet. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's Star Wars lore is every planet has one thing. Mm-hmm. And this one they, is the casino I planet. I think they may have called it a resort planet. Because they, when they first land on it, we see like this cruise ship that also can fly because it goes yeah. over a waterfall. So I think it's just a general, everything on there is like a leisure yeah. thing. Even though... The entire plot of this movie is predicated on the concept that they parked illegally and so everything <laughs> fell apart. Like, yeah, they parked illegally on the beach and like so their if, whole if, plan got yeah, fucked up. If they didn't, if they had they parked legally, they should have just gone to the valet. <laughs> had they parked legally, the entire plot of this movie would have been wrapped up a lot more easily. Yeah. But um so they're in the casino, Finn is in in awe of everything. Mm-hmm. Um and Rose is cynical because she's from a place where these kind of people, you know, destroyed it and ripped it of all of its you know it was a mining planet i think she said well we get the idea that like she and her sister were in were from a shitty planet yeah but where like people like them are the ones who took advantage of all of their resources and left them with nothing yeah um so then they met benicio del toro yes who by the way i love him he was Fantastic! Oh, yeah. I mean, he's always good. Yeah. He's always playing raggedy-ass men. <laughs> but, I mean, he just... He did a... Fa- but, I mean, like, you can criticize whatever you want in this movie. Benicio de Toro was amazing. Yeah. Um, he plays a codebreaker, not the codebreaker they Oct-2? were looking for. No, no. Octu is the name of Luke's planet. Uh, but he... Pl- but, I mean, uh, DJ was his name, right? I don't know. DJ, I think... I'm not great with names. 
But yeah, no, he's... I think DJ is his name, but he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so they end up getting stunned and put in jail. Finn and mm-hmm. Rose do. BBA is wandering around full of coins because <laughs> some little troll creature <laughs> filled him full of coins like he yeah, was Yeah, no, but that was cool. But, okay, <laughs> now here is definitely one that has been bugging me, and I think we talked about this. It really, really, really bothers me that apparently everyone in this new trilogy can just speak droid. Oh. <laughs> like, like, I'll give you the concept that uh, uh, Ray can speak Wookiee. I'll give you the concept that, you know, uh, everybody speaks Huttese. Why the hell is it that everybody can speak droid? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's probably... It's easier... And yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think that's I. I kind of felt this with uh, the Force Awakens. It feels like they just kind of break the concept of R two D two in the original six movies can only speak to C three PO. Yeah, and C three PO has to translate for. And yeah, and that's it's a funny joke. Yeah. Of like he just goes. And then C-3PO translates it. Mm-hmm. And that works. And I feel like in this new trilogy, including The Force Awakens, they just kind of break that and just say, well, everybody can speak droid. Yeah. And that bothers me. Yeah, I understand when it's Poe because BB-8 is basically his pet. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I, 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 I'll give you, because um, in this movie, Luke can speak, which we haven't even spoken about Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but we're getting there. Um I, I'll give you that Luke has had a droid for twenty years, so I'll give you that he can get the gist of what R two is saying. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll grant you that. I'll accept that if you spent twenty years listening to a droid whistle, you can <laughs> kind of sort of get the gist of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But Ray and Poe, I don't buy it. Like I feel like. Like, I'll give you that they can accept yes or no. Do you mean Finn? No, Poe. Poe is... I mean, BB-8 is his droid. So yeah, no, that's... Him being right, no, I, I accept that they could get, like, a yes or no answer. Mm-hmm. Like, they could get kind of the gist of what the droids are saying, but... I mean, if BB-8's been with Poe for as long as R2 was with Luke, then he probably knows how to understand it. Well, but in the original trilogy, Luke had R2-D2 for, like, a couple of years. In this new trilogy, we're kind of... Like, I accept that Poe has had BB-8 for three or four years. So, I get that... Maybe even longer than that. I mean... Oscar yeah. Isaac is near 40. I have no idea how old his character is supposed to be, but... Yeah, but I mean, again, I'll go with you on... He gets the gist of the yes or no answers, but the idea of him being fluent in the droid language doesn't eh. scan with me. If if Mamie could talk out of anyone in this world, I would be the one who can understand her. Mamie yeah. is my dog. For anyone listening who doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, for those of you playing the home game. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I just I just feel like... 
I mean, because like Huttese, um, the language of the Huts, that seems to be in Star Wars world. Huttese seems to be like the the language that the smugglers use to communicate. Mm-hmm. So I accept that Ray speaks Huttese because that's how she communicates with the people who buy her shit. Yeah, yeah. The like Simon Pegg in the first movie, he was able to be like one quarter Porsche. That was Simon Pegg. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you not know that? No. Oh, no. Simon it's Pegg. It's not like I could the, tell. The guy, the, no, the guy who was like, I'll give you one quarter yeah. portion. Yeah. I no, remember the Pegg. character. I just had no idea that was Simon Pegg. So, like, I accept that he speaks Huttese. Mm-hmm. So, Ray speaks Huttese because that's how you communicate. Yeah. When you're when you're a smuggler, a gambler, a, when you're a criminal, you understand that language because that's how you communicate. Yeah. So I accept that. And I accept Wookiee because, you know, probably that's how you communicate with Wookiees. But, <laughs> uh, but the robot language, it feels like you wouldn't know that language unless you were a pilot. And Ray wasn't a pilot in the first... I mean, she was a pilot, but she wasn't a rebel pilot. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, maybe. Um... But where were we? Uh, oh, they end up escaping jail because the smuggler uh, just opens the door with one of his key codes, I guess. Uh, yeah, and I then mean, they yeah. go down to the stables, which is apparently beneath the jail, um, where it's like these giant—they look like camel horses. Yeah, they're kind of sort of deer, horse, camels, yeah. Yeah. I say camels because they were a lot taller than normal horses are. But they didn't have, they didn't really have humps or anything. No, but... But, um, they're very, like, sweet creatures that are clearly being abused horribly because they're raced on this planet. Yeah. And um, they run into these children who care for them. I don't know how good children are at taking care of giant beasts, but apparently that's what they're used for on this planet, is they're enslaved and they have to take care of the camel horses. Mm -hmm. Um, And the kids decide to help them escape. Um, And because they're rebels and because they know I don't I'm guessing they probably don't have a very they don't know very much about this battle that's been going on but they know that the rebels if anyone the critters, I know are the much. people who could get them out of this situation if they win the war um, and so they help them escape and there's this long scene where they trash every fucking thing <laughs> in this casino um, and end up escaping because the codebreaker steals a ship with BB-8, who he makes sure to tell, we stole this ship. Mm-hmm. I didn't steal this ship. We both stole this ship. And BB-8's like, what the fuck? That was and my interpretation of his beeps. What the fuck, dude? And you're, you're down with the, uh, the space camels. I like the space camels. Me too. I mean, I mean, with you, I'm just... And they seem to be intelligent like horses. Yeah. Um, and they're cool because I think it was very strongly hinted, uh, spoilers, it's very strongly hinted that at the end that those kids are special kids. 
Yeah, well, I think at least one of them is. I don't know about the other two or three that we saw, but the one we saw used the force to pick up the broom. Yeah, that's okay. So you picked up on he has the force because he did move the broom. Yeah. Um, um, the which, other kids might just be normal kids, but I mean, the majority of the rebels are just normal people. Yeah. You know, Ray is the only one that has the force. Yeah. But I mean, I'm totally, I'm cool with that because, I mean, I bought in, and we can speak about this further later, but I bought that Anakin Skywalker was, uh, you know, I, I bought that Anakin Skywalker had the force. And he was just a pod racer. And so a kid who can use the force to move a broom, like, that scans with me. Um, yeah. Um, and so Rose and Finn uh, head off of the planet towards the to Sno- Snoke ship. Mm-hmm. Um, they sneak in there. They get all dressed up in evil uniforms and then they're caught because an evil BB-8 notices that our BB-8 is wearing a trash can and cannot see where he's going at all. Okay, here's here's where I really want to stop because I loved evil BB-8. He didn't do much. I don't care. He was awesome. Like, I love that he was, because like uh, you know, it's a tricky thing as a storyteller. Evil BB-8 doesn't have, like, eyebrows or whatever. He couldn't, you know, go... Mm, like, but he was still able to, just by narrowing his... Uh, light? <laughs> yeah, his light or whatever, we accepted that he was evil. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool that he was able to, like tell a story just by kind of like going what's up with that motherfucker? Like, it's like one of our robots appears to be wearing a trash can. Yeah. But I mean in all fairness it's Star Wars and most Star Wars robots kind of look like trash cans with that can move around. So R2 looks like a trash can. Yeah. C- C-3PO does not. He's a human looking robot. But I like that Evil BB-8 was able to go like, oh, um, Phasma. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I was getting there, um, but yeah, they're captured by Captain Phasma, and they're about to be executed. I'm kind of, I like Gwendolyn Christie a lot. I kind of wish they'd been able to do more with her. She's for uh, for those of you playing the home game. Um, I am not a Game of Thrones fan, but my girlfriend is, so. I'm given to understand that she's a major character in Game of Thrones. Yes, she is. Um, I don't know anything about her. I know that in this movie, she, like, her mask is, like, cracked and you can see her eye. I don't, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she's awesome on Game of Thrones. But, I mean, there's a lot of characters in these movies. I I sort of expected her to make it to the third one, but she's not. yeah, she's kind of, she's kind of sort of the uh, Boba Fett of this franchise, I would say. Hmm. Like Boba Fett in the original trilogy was like, you know, the big huge fan favorite, and I don't really understand that. 
Yeah, no, I don't. He's I'm, not on screen very much. No, I'm not. Well, no, but I mean, that's why I'm saying she's yeah. the Boba Fett because Boba Fett wasn't great, but the fans loved him. And I feel like uh, Captain Phasma in this movie, she's not great, but the fans loved it, loved her. Yeah. So, um, she's badass. She's hard to kill. She has a cool uh, stormtrooper suit that's chrome and yeah. makes bullets bounce off of them. And so they, you know, they pulled her back, and it's cool because Finn had his, you know. He got to fight Finn, her. Moment of badass where, yeah. yeah, he got to pull out, um, I don't know what you call it, but a staff with... Electro the, whatever, Yeah, whatever the Stormtrooper version of a lightsaber is. Yeah. He got to pull that out. He got to fight her. Yeah. Um, but he probably wouldn't have won that fight if uh, Laura Dern hadn't light-speeded a ship into Snoke's yeah. ship. <laughs> that uh, destroyed all the all of Captain Phasma's plans, and she ends up dying. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's cool that we got to see her face for a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. um, before she fell into the fiery pit of death, like we got to see her eye. Like yeah. that's cool. Um, one, this is a good time to point out that, like, I mean, I think the droids are always somewhat useful, but a lot of times, like, I, I don't know, I didn't rewatch the the original movies before we saw this one but i feel like r2 would have like one or two moments per movie where he was like useful or as, as well, you put I mean, it he would fuck uh yeah no i'll always <laughs> dude i'll stand by this and we can we can dude fuck me do an entire podcast about this but everybody in all six of the original Star Wars movies would have died except that R2-D2 fucked a computer and saved them. Yeah. And so I am totally 100% on board with that. But I do uh, find it interesting that, like, in this movie especially, BB-8 is, like, super useful and he does all these things that we didn't know he could do. Um, I mean, there's the it? funny thing with the coins in the casino where yeah. he shoots all the coins at the guards. Um but there's also, like, he saves Finn and Rose because he hacks into one of the, I call them robot cannibals. Ca- robot cannibals. Camels. <laughs> the Adats or whatever those things Oh, are yeah. Well, ATST, when he, uh, when he takes over one of them. Because yeah. he blows up, like, a bunch of bad guys and then, yeah. and then it he, turns out it's him, which everybody was like, oh, my God, who? Yeah, who's? you can drive those things? Yeah, and so he does that and he saves Finn and Rose because he's able yeah. to walk through the fire on that thing to get them to um, a ship yeah. and get them off the the big ship before it continues to explode. Um, That's all. Which I, I feel like there are a few other moments I'm missing where BB-8 is like super helpful. I mean, there's when in the beginning when um, Poe is trying to take out all of those he was um, cannons on the dreadnought. He like slams his entire head into the uh, I can't remember what it's called with like the electrical panels so he can fire. Yeah, um, we definitely need to address the fact that. Uh, uh, BB-8. Where's I going with this? Um, BB-8 is awesome, and I'm blanking on why I brought this up. But uh, we still haven't even talked about Luke Skywalker. Yeah, we 
we're getting there. Yeah, but uh, we did C plot, B plot, and then A plot. Yeah. Um. Well, while you're remembering, yeah. Um. So that's how uh, Rose and Finn are eventually able to get back, get down to the mining planet, is because Mm. they follow. How do they know they were down there? I'm trying to remember. I think it may have been someone was in communication with them. Poe was in communication with them, but he didn't know at the time that they were going to a mining planet. I don't remember. But somehow they know that everyone else is down there, and so they follow them down there. Yeah. Um, and so now to the A plot, Ray's plot. Um, Ray. Yeah, I know the main character of this film that we've been talking for 45 minutes and still haven't mentioned the main character. Um, Ray, your opinion. Hmm? Your opinion. What do you think? Um, I mean, I liked her plot. Um, I think she's more hopeful than I would have been about Ben, but, um. Yeah, that's, uh, I think we discussed this after we left the movie, but I think it is telling that on our way out of the film, I called him Ben. Yeah. Not Kylo. I wasn't like, oh, Kylo Ren did this and this, blah, blah, blah. I, like, on the way out the door, I was like, oh, Ben did this mm-hmm. and this. And I think that's... I guess we can talk about both of them. Because one thing I just remembered is when they attack the main ship that all the rebels are on and that Leia's on, mm-hmm. he has a moment where he knows that Leia is on that ship. And yeah. he could kill her just like he that, did. That the little when we see his thumb his, on the yeah, and wipe out yeah. you know because he believes that you know he needs to kill both of them in order to, I guess, achieve what he wants to achieve by being the most to evil become, person ever. To, to fully <laughs> accept the dark side, he needs to yeah kill his mother, and that's and he can't. He yeah, decides not to, and then a split second later, one of the other. Stormtroopers, stormtrooper pilots. Yeah, that's um, a cool like that's a cool moment where he's like, I'm not gonna kill my mom, and then someone else does. Yeah, but he's not like, fuck you. He's like, it's, it, he's almost kind of sort of like, thank you. I couldn't have done that. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, we do definitely see him like put his thumb on the trigger, mm-hmm. and then but he can't. He doesn't have the balls to yeah. push the trigger. Um, Which is the moment when Leia uses the Force that we've never seen her use before. Which to, I'm totally... And that's definitely... To save herself and get out of space and back yeah, to the ship. Which I'm totally fine with, but I know a lot of people are like... Oh, I mean, I think it's fine... I mean, I always figured since her and Luke were twins that she must have it. She just never used it. Yeah, I always... I mean, was never trained to use it. I assume that she's had some training in between movies that we didn't see. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with the concept that at some point she had some training. Yeah. Um, um, and it's but, interesting that when Luke is talking to Ray about like clearing your mind and all that stuff that the things that help you get more in tune with the force I mean Leia's floating out in space and yeah. there's no sound or anything so if there was ever a moment for her to be able to use it 
um, that would be it. Yeah, I mean, clearly Luke, Luke's force sensitivity, well, I mean, well, I guess Ray specifically says you've locked yourself away from the force. Like, Ray specifically says you locked yourself away. Like, you specifically are not using the force. Um, And that kind of makes sense because as soon as she says... I came here on the Falcon. He's like, wait, where's Han? Yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't hesitate at all. He's like, like, in, uh, in Force Awakens, Leia knows when Han dies. Mm-hmm. And clearly, Luke doesn't. Yeah. Because as soon as she says, I came here on the Falcon, Luke is unaware of the fact that Han Solo is dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't think about that. But, um, so Ray is now on the island planet with Luke and trying to convince him to come back and renew the hope of the rebels and help them fight the First Order. And he's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, which is, I mean, it's an interesting, um, we're, I don't know how far we are in this, but in the uh, in the old uh, extended universe, which is no longer part of the canon, um, Luke and Han had a kid who together, uh, yeah, Luke and Han. No, Luke and uh, Luke and Leia. Okay. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Han and Leia. Had a uh, had a kid who his name was Jason Solo and he was like like the heir apparent to the Jedi Order and whatever and but he turned out to be a bad guy he turned out to be like a Sith Lord blah 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 and Luke was like specifically in that old canon in the old expanded universe he was like. I'm not going to train this kid in the force because he doesn't, you know, he's, he's an asshole. He's going to turn out to be a bad guy. Um, and so it's kind of cool. Like Kylo Ren is sort of the new version of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but sort of like as a guy myself who likes the old extended universe, I'm like, hey, this is a cool part of the universe. But, like, someone like you, Denise, who doesn't know that old extended universe, you'd be like, oh, tell me more about that. But it doesn't matter. Like, that's not part of Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like, that's that's something that's always in the back of my head when I watch the new movies is, like, Oh, there was this old universe that isn't canon anymore, but sometimes still overlaps. Um, overlaps, but also like it keeps in my head. Like in a The Force Awakens, when Han Solo is like, "Oh, I'm gonna take you know this ship and this light speed, and we're gonna go through the spaceship shields because." 
Like, you can go through a shield if you're going faster than light speed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you can't. But, like, but, but you can kind of sort of wrap your head around that. Yeah. Um, so part of Ray's purpose in being there is to hopefully be trained by Luke. Yeah. Um, which he eventually grudgingly agrees to do. He agrees to give her three lessons. I don't even, I don't think they actually got to three. I think they only did two before Um, she left. Maybe. Yeah, because number one was like... Yeah. It was getting in touch with the Force. Yeah, number one was getting in touch with the Force. Number two was, like, the Force doesn't work the way you think it does. Which, like, he... I mean, that was a big line in the trailer was, this isn't going to end the way you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like, um... And number three was him going, like... Yeah, no, because she was, yeah, no, because she was, like, trying to, like, fight. She was trying to, like, cut up the, uh, rock with Well, she wasn't stick. trying to. Yeah. She was just trying to, she was practicing and, like, practicing hitting something or almost hitting something. Yeah, but. And stopping right before you do. But then she accidentally ended up cutting the rock in half and almost killing one of those little nun ladies. Yeah, which. She cut the rock, it fell down, it hit one of the nun ladies, or was about to hit one of the nun ladies, but but also we saw her, like, slam her fist on the ground, the rocks levitated, and he was like, oh, holy shit. Like, well, that was the first lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when Luke- she could hear that dark place on the island calling to her. Yeah. And she didn't try to resist it, um, mainly because she has the her weakness is that she doesn't remember her parents, and so anytime yeah. someone promises that to her, it sort of heads I mean, towards the dark side. Yeah, but I mean, also with what was Anakin's thing? He wanted his wife to live. Yeah. But, I mean, also, I think it was a big thing that her force powers were stronger than Luke thought they were. Yeah. And so when he saw the little rocks floating, he was like, oh, shit. Like, uh, uh, Ben Solo, he was stronger than I thought he was, so. Yeah. I don't think it was the rocks that did that, though. I think it was the fact that she went to the dark place in her mind without trying to fight it. Yeah. Um, but eventually she does go to that place physically on the island, and it takes her to a mirror that she thinks is going to show her who her parents are, but it doesn't. Yeah, but... Yeah, no. Yeah, no, you're right. But, uh... Because the dark side always lies. I'd be curious to know what it was that Ben wanted that led him to the dark side when he was a teenager. Um, I think my take on that was, I mean, I don't know what it was that brought him to the dark side, but I think the fact that his uncle wanted to murder him, probably. 
Well, no, but like part of the reason Luke wanted to or considered it was because he could sense that he had already started to head towards the dark side. Yeah, he just didn't. He should have trusted that he was strong enough to lead him away from that, but he didn't, and so Ben caught him, almost killing him. And yeah, but I mean, I definitely think, I definitely think that Luke pushed him. Well, yeah, I mean, that seeing his uncle standing over him with a lightsaber, you know, it's not like he could read his mind and know that he had changed his mind about killing him. Um, that definitely pushed him, but I think he was already partly there. That's why Luke was there with the lightsaber. Yeah. Um, and. No, that's a good question, but I, I mean. I guess I'm curious as to what a teenage boy would have needed from the dark side. Because I'm right, in the prequels, Anakin had been told that Padme was going to die. Mm-hmm. And so the reason he went to the dark side was because he was trying to save her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's something along those lines. Something. Yeah. Something pushed Ben Solo to. Which is interesting because Ben basically takes away that need from Ray eventually when he tells her or forces her to acknowledge that her parents were nobodies it frees her from what the dark side could have offered her even though mm-hmm. he wanted her to turn to the dark side could be but yeah on the island Ray gets a little bit of training she doesn't really get any answers about her parents and then eventually she Leaves because she her mind is connected to Ben's by Snoke, unbeknownst to both of them. And okay. um, yeah, did you buy? Uh, this is we're coming to this as a guy uh, myself, big Star Wars fan. You never heard of Star Wars before, uh, but did you accept the idea that Ray and Ben could just talk to each other, like they could see each other? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem more ridiculous than the other Force things. Yeah. (laughs) So, why not? Um, And I thought that was a cool... I mean, that's something that we haven't really seen before, I don't think. Yeah. Um, But it seems like, especially if these two are two of the most powerful people to ever have the Force, it makes sense that they would be able to do that. Yeah, so that's... uh, Well, that's also... Wow. Dissect this all day. You also accepted the idea that Ray and Ben were more powerful in the Force than other yeah. people have been? Okay. I mean, as far as they've shown. I'd be curious about who the other people... Because um, Luke says that Ben took... I'm guessing the people who are willing to go with him from his school and then mm-hmm. killed the rest. So Which we still haven't seen, and that that still bothers the hell out of me. Like, I mean, I'm guessing they're where are the other Knights of Ren? Like, movie. yeah, but I mean, where the hell are the Knights of Ren? Like, they keep mentioning them. Like, I've they never, mentioned them in the first one. And I never heard them called that. The Knights of Ren. Yeah. Yeah. No. In the first one, they said, um, uh, Snoke said in the first movie. Kylo, you are the leader of the Knights of Ren. 
And Although it does make me wonder if the people in the red uniforms were the rest of them. Could be. I will tell you this. I don't think any of them used the force. They just had weapons. I will tell you this. Those dudes in the red armor with the samurai whatever. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that was a cool scene. Yeah, like, that was a like, like, fantastic like, scene. Uh, Kylo Ren and uh, Ray back to back. Lightsabers out, fighting those dudes in the red armor. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. I don't give a shit whether it makes sense or not. Like, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. I do... I don't know if I quite buy that Snoke couldn't see what Ben was doing. I was cool with it because... I was cool with it because every sentence he said was technically true. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's... It just depends on how... Clear it was all, you think the force yeah. is Well it was all like <coughs> like like every sentence that he said was like you know, you see your enemy, you will cut your enemy in half. Uh like like every sentence he said was technically Yeah true. So I accepted that. I guess to me it's like how psychic are these powers if you can't tell that you're about to be well, killed? Well, <laughs> in Return of the Jedi, the Emperor gave a lot of like, um, and now I see you wish to continue your search for young Skywalker. Like, like in Return of the Jedi, the Emperor said a lot of stuff that turned out to be technically true, but like... Yeah. Like... I liked the decision to kill Snoke, too. Because yeah, I didn't see that coming, because now I'm kind of wondering who's going to be the bad guy in the third movie. Kylo. Yeah. But, I mean... He's going to lose whatever... I think that we were meant to think that this was his last chance to be good. Yeah. And instead, you know, you thought... Oh, well, maybe he killed Snoke because... And I think part of it was he wants Rey with him, and so he killed Snoke thinking that the two of them could lead together. But he also wants that power. I mean, he's not going to share leadership with General Hux, and it probably wouldn't have even been equal leadership with Rey. He wants to be the one in control instead of being an attack dog. I did... I have to say this. Um, once they got down on the salt planet, I loved that, like, he totally made Hux his bitch. Yes. Like, like every single thing where Hux was like, um, yeah, I mean, maybe we should do this. And Hux just, like, and, and Kylo Ren just, like, would shove him against the wall or whatever. Yeah. Like, he was like... I don't give a fuck what you think. That also made me wonder, why does he still... Why did he just kill him? Like, what um, does he need Hux for? I mean, I think he needs... I think he needs a follower to... To uh, give orders? I mean, well, if he has thousands of employees or whatever, he needs... Yeah. Someone to... To manage them. Yeah. He needs... He needs... He's a middle management program. Yeah. But, I mean... But I do love that... Uh, and the... Uh, uh, the little... The dude who was driving the the 
Camel Walker. Mm-hmm. I love that every time uh, Kylo Ren beat up Hux, the other guy was like, "Okay, what like he he was very you like say, boss. yeah yeah he was very whatever you say, boss. Even yeah. though like he was like, oh, you're gonna kill me if I don't do this. Okay, like that's cool. Like yeah, I will say I did feel the chemistry between Ray and Ben. And there was a part of me that, like, even though it wasn't going to happen because it was a Disney movie, after they had that battle scene and they, like, turn and look at each other, yeah, there was a no. part of me that was like, they're going to fuck so hard. Yeah, no, there <laughs> is, I mean, no, I'm totally with you. There is a part of me that kind of was thinking they're going to get together, and I'm cool with that. Like, I wanted them to get together at a certain point. But I don't know if they can, though. No, they can't now. Han Solo. Yeah, no, they can't now. Yeah. I mean, we've crossed that line. I mean, that line is yeah. crossed. It's done. It can't happen. But there was a little part of me. Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, like, God damn it, Ben. Just be good. <laughs> I mean, had had he not murdered his father In front on of her. a crosswalk, I mean, I think there is an alternate universe where they could have gotten together. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that ship has sailed. Yeah, and it sh- uh, it sailed when Ray saw him the last time, and she shut the door in his face. Yeah, um, but it's a shame because after the last movie, I kind of sort of thought she was going to get together with uh, Finn. Yeah, but I also feel like that ship has sailed too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, who knows where they're going to go? But romantically. I definitely think, you know, it was interesting when she was heading into the escape pod to go onto Snoke's ship to meet Kylo. Mm-hmm. Um, she was trying to figure out what to tell Chewie to say to Finn if he saw him. And we didn't actually hear what she agreed to. Um, well, I don't now, think it would have been as direct as I love you, but I think they... I think they love each other at the very least platonically, but no, there may I, be more. I think they're totally platonic now because I think now because yes. I think now Finn and Rose are yeah. But shipping, I did notice. But, did you notice the second time we watched that she was staring at him while he was like sitting by Rose? After no. everything is over and they're on the Millennium Falcon, I think, and um, he like lays Rose down. And puts a blanket over her, and then he sits next to her and just watches her. And Ray is sitting kind of a few feet away, and Leia sits down next to her. But the whole time, Ray is staring at him. No, I didn't. I didn't catch that. And then she meets Poe, and I, I kind of wondered if, oh, maybe it's going to be Ray and Poe together. I did love because uh, this was like literally in my head. I was thinking like when Ray and Poe met. In my head, I was thinking, like, have they met before? And as I was thinking that, Poe goes, hey, how's it going? My name's Poe. I don't know if we've met before. Like, <laughs> I love that I love that they addressed the fact that they hadn't met. Yeah, two of the lead characters haven't met. Yeah. Um, Until now. Because there are, there are, like, ten of them left <laughs> in the Rebels, so. Well, but yeah, but I mean, Poe was barely in the first movie, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, so once they're on the salt planet, um. Oh, yeah, we still have. Oh, Jesus. How long do we have? Because. We don't have a time limit. 
Yeah, no, I just I have to pee. But oh. <laughs> um, um, once they're on the salt planet, it's the same one. What movie is that from? Because we've seen that mine shaft before. You don't remember? It's from one of the old movies. No, it's not. Yeah, it was. It's weird because the planet wasn't like there wasn't salt. And that the red stuff underneath the salt, that wasn't there from where I remember it. But I feel like I remember us seeing that giant door. Was it? Or maybe that's just what their their rebel bases always looked like. It was a snow so planet was, Well, yeah. Well, okay. So in Empire Strikes Back, there was a snow planet. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't that same planet. No. Okay. I guess, yeah, the salt kind of looked like snow. And that's what yeah, I and I think that's, well, we talked about this where you were like, why did that guy make a big point of, like, licking the salt and yeah. tasting it? And well, I now like, I, the second time yeah. I watched it, I realized what it was. I think, well, I think they made a point of licking the salt, if for no other reason than to go... Hey guys, like um, this is a podcast, so this won't work. But uh, I think it was so that they could look at the camera and go, "This isn't a snow planet. This is a salt planet." Like, well, I thought it was also to make it so we notice that there's red underneath it. So for when Han or Luke appears on the planet, yes, which. Uh, wow. We, yeah, we have a lot to talk about with the. Um, Okay, so did you, and again, here I'm hitting you again, mm-hmm. uh, if you did or didn't buy Leia can survive in space and hold her hand out and whatever, do you buy the concept of Luke can send a force ghost in the present tense and fight against Kylo Ren like sure why not okay. <laughs> okay no 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 that's good because that's what I'm asking is did that feel like bullshit or were you like okay no that's cool I I buy this yeah I mean I think you know Luke is also extremely powerful and so it makes sense especially in a moment like that where he realizes that maybe Ray is right and he um, he has to do something to save them. Um, okay. Well, that that's... Um, even if it's something he's never done before, he would try to do it now. Well, it's interesting to me because uh, I know I saw um, uh, the podcast I listened to. They made a big fuss about like I didn't think Yoda should pull out a lightsaber in episode two. I thought, like, uh, it should be more force powers and blah, blah, blah. Like, like Count mm. Dooku shoots lightning. Yoda catches it. Like, he thought it should... He, he thought it should be more sorcery. Uh-huh. Um, as opposed to, like, a, an actual lightsaber fight. And so I'm curious if that's what your takeaway was, was that, like, Luke being able to 
manifest himself on another planet and whatever, like wipe dust off of his shoulder and whatever. Did that? Yeah. That scan more to you? Yes. Yes. Um, So you didn't, you didn't want him to pull out a lightsaber and fight. You wanted him. No, and I understand why they didn't do that. Because one of them would have to die. It's obviously not going to be Kylo Ren, but do you really want to have Kylo Ren be the guy who killed Han Solo in what was basically like stabbing him in the back. He stabbed him in the front, but it was not. They weren't (laughs) fighting at the time. They were just talking. And so it's like a sneak attack. And also he's responsible for the death of Luke Skywalker now. I mean, I don't think they have any plans to actually redeem him, but I do think it would be too much to have him kill both of them. Yeah. But I mean, but you accepted the concept that yes, Luke Skywalker can protect himself. Yeah, um, cool. No, that's cool because I accepted it too. Like I, I was like, I mean, the same with Leia being able to survive in space. I was just like, yeah, yeah, they can do that. Like that. Um, I mean, it's kind of like in Return of the Jedi. The Emperor could shoot lightning bolts out of his fingers. We had never seen that before, but I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that just, that scans. That feels like a natural extension of Sith Lords. Yeah. Like, it makes sense, even though we've never seen it before, even though I could see where someone might be like, what? We've never, you know, yeah. that's bullshit. But I'm like, And yeah. I like that it was clever. Like, Mm -hmm. no one... I mean, first Luke appears inside the mine where everyone's hiding and basically Mm -hmm. waiting for this mini Death Star to blow open the giant door and kill them all. And Um, he... And no one knows, like... Because we've been told there's no other entrance or exit. Do you think... And because this is... This is one we could talk about for an hour... Do you think Leia knew? Because he had, like, black hair. Like, he had black hair, a black beard, and he kissed his sister on the forehead. Do you think she was like, he's not really here? Like, I don't think she... I don't think she would have known from, from his appearance, because I think it's been years since she's seen him. Yeah, but... Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Leia was in such distress at the moment that she probably wouldn't have been... She probably wouldn't have known either way. Yeah, but... She's also, like, getting over a pretty massive injury. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but do you think... I think she felt him, and so maybe that would have been enough for her to think. Because I stand by... I stand by, and you and I, uh, for those of you playing the home game... Uh, we watched this movie yesterday and like he looked at C-3PO and he gave Luke looked at C-3PO and he gave him a wink and kept walking and I kind of sort of thought that was his way of saying like hey 3PO you know I'm not really here but be cool about it Yeah, and I kind of feel like maybe Leia also had that vibe of maybe I'm not like I know you're not here but I mean if she's now more force sensitive than she was before since she's finally used it then maybe she could tell but 
you know, I don't, she wouldn't have said anything either way. Yeah. Because obviously he's there for a reason. No, she wasn't. Well, I mean, because he was supposed to be giving the rebellion hope. Yeah. Uh, but also. My I dog think, is licking the floor. I don't know why. But we also talked about, like, um, he had a blue lightsaber. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, no, well, I did. I didn't notice it the first time. I thought the good guys were blue. Well, in the original trilogy, he his dad's lightsaber was blue. But in Return of the Jedi, he had a green lightsaber because he had built it himself. Oh. And in this movie, when he was about to kill Kylo Ren, when he was like... Mm-hmm. Standing over him. Oh, yeah, it was green. He had a green lightsaber, which I assume is his Return of the Jedi lightsaber. But when he was going up against the ATSTs, he had a blue lightsaber. So I think that was a sign of he's not really here. He's. Yeah. I mean, the major sign for me was that he didn't leave footprints. Yeah. Which well, I that's, didn't yeah. notice the first time, but I noticed the second yeah. time. Which There's, I feel was the main point in the, them making it, like, pointing out the salt and the red underneath. Yeah, licking the salt and him walking and him yeah. brushing off his shoulder. and yeah. It's like, oh, he's not really here. Yeah. <laughs> he's a ghost. But, but I assume when he was going to kill Kylo Ren, he was holding his actual physical lightsaber. Whereas when he was, like, standing up against the ATSTs. That was a force illusion, so he didn't have his real lightsaber. He was mm. holding, and that was specifically after Ray and Ben broke his lightsaber in half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They um, specifically broke his lightsaber in half, so him looking up at the ATSTs holding a blue lightsaber, I think, was supposed to be a sign of, I'm not really here. Like, Yeah. I'm holding my dead father's lightsaber. Like I did like that Kylo's first instinct wasn't to fight him like a man, but to blow him up with yeah. all of the robot camels. And I loved, and I, yeah, well. And then Hux is like, do you think you got him? And, well, but then he knocks Hux up against the wall, and then the other, like, the pilot's like, all right, I'm going to do whatever you say. Like, Yeah, like, he lets him down so he can fight him in person. Which is enough time for... So, the crystal foxes, which I called ice ice doggies. You were against um, the ice doggies? No, I, like I was ice against doggies. them. Like, I mean, they were fine, but I, I also kind of I know it's not thought. ice, but it looks like ice. And they look like doggies more than foxes. They act like dogs. Yeah, but I mean, humans. they were... They were a little CGI for my taste. Yeah, I don't really but, know stuff like that. Unless it's, like, super bad. But, so they all disappear. They were in the mine with everyone. Mm -hmm. They disappear, which is what... This is Poe's moment of leadership to Mm -hmm. sort of redeem him from being kind of a whiny little bitch for most of the movie. Yeah, he's supposed to replace Laura Dern, I think. Yeah, well, and Princess Leia, or Mm -hmm. General Leia. Um, But um, he realizes there must be a way out of here because all of the doggies disappeared. So they go and look for it, and it's covered in rocks because mm-hmm. the little dogs are small and they can fit Which through Ray. tiny holes. Yeah, and then Ray. So good, <laughs> so good. Uh, um, but yeah, after Ray. They've uh, yeah after the Millennium Falcon and Ray and Chewie sort of um, distract the 
What are the names of the the stormtrooper ships? Like their fighting ships? Tie fighters. Tie fighters. Um, they sort of distract them. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we skipped. I mean, go back to that. But um, she looks for another way for them to get out and discovers mm. this hole that's covered in rocks, and she uses the force to lift the rocks and save yeah. everyone. Well, they. Well, yeah, because. Poe is all about finding another way out, and uh, C-3PO says, like, the odds odds of finding (laughs) a way out are 561,000 to 1 or whatever. Like, yeah, but... uh, Poe's like, please shut the fuck up. Yeah, Um, they cut him off, which... But, yeah, well, C-3PO made sure to finish. I heard him go, 2-1. Um, yeah. So they're rescued by the Millennium Falcon and Rey. Mm. Um, and her and Ben have her last moment of seeing each other but not actually being in the same place where he's looking through the mine but she's already on the ship about to leave and she shuts the door in his face and basically cuts him off. Mm. Um, and they're able to escape. But going back, um, they try... It's a mini Death Star technology that they were going to use to break down the door. Oh, yeah, they were going to use a cannon to blow open the door. um, It's interesting, coming off of rewatching The Force Awakens, Finn was all about, like, running away from this. Mm. Um, Almost to the very end, the only reason he comes back is for Rey. Yeah, he... Well, that's kind of cool, because in the first movie... Uh, uh, in The Force Awakens, Finn was very much, I want to run away, I want to run away. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, you get the idea that he wanted to run away, and uh, Rose stopped him when he was like, I'm going to get in this skate pod, I'm going to run away. Yeah. But Rose was like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you. But even then, he was like, I want to run away, but... I'm doing it because I want to save Ray. Right. Like, he doesn't just want to... He doesn't want to save himself. He wants to make sure... Like, when he was trying to use the escape plot, it was so that tracker would be somewhere else. He had that little tracking device. Yeah. And he was like... Because if Ray comes back to the If Ray comes back, she's going to die. Yeah. But if I have this in my pocket and I take the escape pod away... Yeah. Then she's going to survive because she'll be following... But I like that this is the movie where he basically decides that he is in this fight. Yeah. Not just because Ray is in this fight, but he's in this fight for himself. And he almost kills himself trying to basically suicide bomb the um, the yeah. little mini Death Star cannon. And it's cute. I love that. I also love that at the end, in the um, salt fields, he... Is writing like in a, I don't even know what the word they use in this movie is, but he's writing like a little salt, mm-hmm. uh, hover, whatever, like, but like he and Poe, like, and he wasn't a pilot in the first one. Yeah. Like in the first movie, he kidnapped Poe Dameron because he was like. I need a pilot. Well, he helped rescue Can, yeah. him. Yeah, but he was like, but well, but he was like. Hey, I need a, I, I need, need a someone who can fly, who can fly a tie fighter. And in this movie, I thought it was cool that he was like, I need, you know, like I'm going to fly this thing. And then Ray ended up like flying the little belly turret. Um, you mean Rose? No, uh, no, I mean uh, Ray oh. 
at the end, Chewbacca was flying the Millennium Falcon. Oh, And yes. Ray was like, I'm going to shoot the yeah. turret gun. Um, I thought you were talking about when, because Rose crashes into him mm-hmm. to save him from yeah. killing himself. Yeah, because he was cost. going to, yeah. Um, and that's she ends up with most likely a concussion or some sort of head injury yeah, well, and passing out. Um, and well, then he pulls her in, and that's when but later he, on he's... He basically died in the last... Like Kylo Ren cut his spine in half with a lightsaber in the last movie. And, I didn't so, his spine. But, I mean... If we accept that he survived the last one, then oh, yeah. we can I don't, I'm not worried that Rose is going to die <laughs> in between movies. I'm sure she's going to be fine. Yeah, she's the Lando Calrissian of this trilogy. Like, a new character that they introduced in the second film and we're supposed to care about. Yeah. A lot of people like Lando. No, I like Lando, too. Donald like Glover's going to be like, Lando. Yeah. No, um, I, li- I like Lando as well, but... Yeah, I I like Rose a lot too. I like her. Um, she's sort of innocent. You realize there's one major character we haven't spoken about yet. Who? And I can't believe that you and I have had a two-hour discussion and still haven't spoken about arguably the most important character. Who? Evil BB-8. We did talk about Evil BB-8. How great was he, though? Oh, God. He had, like, five seconds of screen time. Yeah, you know what? You were very excited about him before the movie. You had five seconds of screen time. Maybe they'll bring him back for the third one. I I can only hope. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I thought it was a great movie. And I do think, when I was... After I saw it the first time, I left feeling like... What was the point of Finn and Rose's whole journey in this movie because it took up a lot of time Mm. um it was cool seeing another planet but it was also like they failed in their mission they were betrayed by um by um yes benicio del toro we oh okay this is definitely worth mentioning i'm almost positive i mean i'll bet all the money in my checking account against all the money in your checking account that those dice are going to show up in the han solo movie Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, those are... No, that's... Aren't like, those, like, his dice from the original movies? Uh, they were in the original movies, but, like, they were... 1977, they were just kind of, like, in the background. hmm I'm almost positive that in the Han Solo solo movie, we're going to find... He's going to get those dice, like... The ones that you Luke mean, Skywalker like, holds. You we're going to see where he got them from? Yeah, it's going to okay. be... It's going to be, like... Oh, these are the dice that I rolled to win the Millennium Falcon from Lando Carizian. Like, okay. they're gonna be they're gonna be a big plot point. Those dice are gonna be a big plot point in the next movie. Maybe. Um, but my when I was thinking about Rose and Finn's plot line, I was worried about like it was kind of pointless. They failed in their mission. Although really everyone failed in their missions. Like Ray failed to turn Ben to the good side. She just made up for it by rescuing everyone from the salt planet. Well, and that's, Um, but, um, rewatching it. I remembered the children that they ran into who helped them escape and how, you know, one of them has the force, but all of these kids, when they're older, will probably end up in the rebellion, which is down to like 
nothing. Yeah, well, and that's... Um, and that's the whole point of the movie is hope. Well, I would argue, um, we haven't touched on this, but uh, I think kind of the point of this movie is failure. Well, yeah. Um, we talked about, I mean, we talked about, I forget how much of this we talked about on microphone and off, but yeah, because I think Yoda, which we also haven't talked about, um, yeah, he, I mean, he, Yoda specifically says to Luke, yeah, you fucked up, but it's okay. Like, we yeah. all do that. And I think that's Poe Dameron. He fucked up. Um, that he let the bombers mm-hmm. hit the uh, dreadnought, whatever. And he fucked up. And uh, I think uh, Rose and Finn, they fucked up when they went to the casino. They let a bunch of people die. And I think that's kind of the concept of this whole movie is... I, th- I think their whole overarching storyline is, yeah, you fucked up, but it's okay. Like, yeah, you can. Do, you don't quit because you fucked up. You yeah. just try better next time. Try to and do better next time. Stupid, ugly puppet Yoda, which <laughs> I hated that puppet Yoda, but I really didn't. Okay, well I did, it, but I mean I think I think his whole storyline was, hey, it's okay if you fuck up. Like, yeah. Like, I fucked up. I let Anakin become Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> like he's like, you want to talk about fuck-ups? Yeah. Obi-Wan and I? Dude, I, you know, fucking, I lost a fight with uh, the Emperor in the Senate chamber, and we threw all of those little Senate things, like those little chairs at each other. But, you know, the world didn't come to an end. Well, some planets got blown up. Yeah, but so I mean, some worlds I mean, did come to an end. But I mean, that was that was my takeaway. Was he was like yeah. Yoda was going like, dude, you want to talk about fuck ups? Yeah, and I do agree. Like that's part of it, and the other part of it is the idea of hope, and that yeah. if you're fighting, if you're a rebellion fighting against an evil empire, inspiring the little nobodies who are just like Ray. Yeah. You know, Ray is a nobody. We know now. You know, her her lineage means nothing to the story. Yeah. And the same goes for most likely those kids. And yeah, all her people- lineage means nothing. Also, by the way, it turns out I could shoot lightning, even though I'm a ghost. Like, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But yeah. Um. But yeah, the idea of inspiring hope to those kids was really like. And it's something that Rose and Finn probably have no idea that they did. Yeah. But, you know, in years to come, they'll probably join the Rebellion. And who yeah. knows, maybe they'll be important people in the next trilogy or they the trilogy They would have after. to be, otherwise... Otherwise, they wouldn't have, you know, set up that whole plot line where the little kid could move a broom with his brain, but... Maybe. I mean, I think it could be just like there are children all over this galaxy who have the force, who are untapped. Yeah. And any one of them could end up being important to this fight. Even if they weren't part of a big, you know, escape scene on a horse? Maybe. Um, yeah, no, I'm totally down with that. Um, that's probably about everything. 
Yeah, probably. I'm excited for the third movie. I thought this was very good for a middle film. Usually middle films in trilogies are not very good. Um, but this was probably the best middle yeah. film I've seen. Because um, it felt like, it didn't feel like it was supposed to be. I mean, the first movie, The Force Awakens, definitely felt like it was setting things up. And so I kind of forgave it for its flaws and how... Well, I kind of feel like The Force Awakens was specifically trying not to be the prequels. Like, yeah. like, like I feel like the the it was specifically like, we're going to do puppets and we're going to do this and that and we're going to specifically try to make the audience forget that the prequels happened. Um, so I like that this one was a little more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? This this one was a little more forgiving of the prequels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember much of the prequels, but... Well, I mean, because I, I, I kind of dug that uh, Rogue One, they brought in Jimmy Smiths, and they brought in, like, mm-hmm. they were kind of like, we acknowledge that the prequels existed, Whereas yeah. I feel like The Force Awakens was trying to pretend like the prequels didn't exist. Yeah. Um, and this movie, other than Puppet Yoda, <laughs> um, I feel like this movie tried to be more acknowledging of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're in a cool... Because like Rogue One was like, oh yeah, Darth Vader has a lava palace. Which was a reference to episode three. Yeah. And they were like, oh, here's Jimmy Smith's, who's a reference to episodes two and three. And I feel like this movie kind of... I think they used Rogue One as a springboard to acknowledging the prequel's existence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this movie kind of kept going with that. Yeah. Um, I think it did a great job of... Leaving us wondering what's going to happen next without feeling like there's a whole bunch of questions that are yeah, unanswered. I, yeah, I mean, because um, cutting Supreme Leader Snoke in half, I'm now like, well, who's the bad guy in the third one? Like, yeah, I, I mean, presumably it's Kylo Ren, but still, if yeah, they're going to follow that I'm pattern... I'm curious to see what kind of leader he will be... Because before he was just an attack dog, and now he's in charge. Yeah, that's and in the original just, trilogy. Darth Vader was like the second in command. Mm-hmm. So, like this movie, if they kill the supreme leader, I'm like, well, then who is going to be the villain? I'm, like, I'm more curious about what his does. He have the same goals that Snoke did. Does he want to take over the whole galaxy? Yeah, that's a good. Or idea. does he just want? Like, what does he want? Yeah. Yeah, that's... He's kind of like a... He's kind of like Kevin Spacey in a, um, House of Cards. Well, I, I have no idea what he, he wants. He wanted to be president. Well, in the first two seasons, yes, but now we're like seven seasons in, and I have no idea what he's going for. Mm, he was old. Did you watch the other seasons? He's, he's been going well it doesn't matter now because he's gone <laughs> now it's all about what um, 
Robin Ray Penn wants. Yeah, and now we have to do a different podcast, but... (laughs) No, House of Cards is way too complicated for Um, podcasting. But, yeah, no, it is... But, yeah, no, I I am kind of, like, left wondering, like, what's Kylo Ren's goal? Like, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, what's Kylo Ren's goal? What does he want? What's he doing? Yeah, and how will the rebellion rebuild? They're going to need time to get more people. And what's, um... And what, I mean, not to be morbid or whatever, but what are they going to do with Carrie Fisher? Yeah, I did wonder that. Because there were several points where I was like, oh, I wonder if this is when her character is going to die. Yeah, I thought... she never died. Well, I, you know, kind of my take on this whole movie is, was, I assumed that, you know, she was originally, she was going to be a big part of episode nine, but I kind of thought... As we were watching this whole film, I was kind of thinking, oh, well, since the actress died, they're going to make Laura Dern the new mm-hmm. Princess Leia. And they didn't, clearly, because Laura Dern, spoilers, Laura Dern died. So I was kind of thinking, like, oh, okay, well, what are they going to do? And Carrie Fisher's still alive. Laura Dern's dead. So yeah, I'm kind of like... I mean, I know who will be... I'm pretty sure their intention is to make uh, Poe the new general. But I'm just wondering, is it... Are they just going to be like, oh, um, General Leia died in her sleep? Or yeah, something. <laughs> like, we they can't show her if, yeah, unless they do that digital stuff that yeah, no one likes. Well, I mean, it was kind of like... My, you know, it was like episode 7, Han Solo dies. Episode 8, Luke Skywalker dies. I would have assumed episode nine is yeah. Leia dies, but they can't really do that unless yeah they do the CGI thing that you're suggesting you don't want, which I'm also suggesting I don't want. But nobody likes it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was cool with Rogue One. I People was cool hated with... it when it was. I don't remember the name of the character, but the the old guy with the kind of unique looking face, Tarkin. Yes. But I mean, everyone no. hated that, and it was like five seconds. <laughs> I mean, I was. I mean, I could have made my peace with it, but it's one of those. I assumed episode eight, they wrote Laura Dern to be the tragic hero, whatever. But I would have thought that after Carrie Fisher unfortunately passed away, I would have thought that they would have rewritten the last scene to be. Yeah. And then Leia gets. Walks yeah, across the street and gets hit by lightning or whatever, you know. And I mean, like, the fact that they didn't do that, I'm curious what they're going to do in yeah. episode She nine. was so good in this one, too. It makes me she sad really that she's was. not going to be in. Because she was the perfect, like, wise leader yeah. who's been doing this for decades now. Yeah. And knows how to. She was. You know, the she's trying Admiral to raise Poe into being a leader. Yeah. And comfort people at the same time. And she's sad every time someone dies. I mean, they killed Laura Dern. They killed Admiral Akbar. They killed. <laughs> I mean, well, Yoda's already been dead. But I mean, like, yeah. it is weird that like. Everyone's alive. She could have been, or everyone's dead, but her. Yeah. When they, she's she could have been back. She could have been Admiral Akbar. She could have been Laura Dern. She could have been whatever, but they chose. Yeah. Hmm. 
Who's to say? Yeah, who knows how they'll handle that. Um, I'm sure it's a conversation that's been had. I'm sure that the conversation you and I are having hasn't escaped the notice of the directors. Yeah, I'm sure they're, <laughs> they've figured out. I'm sure they've already figured out how to deal with that, but it's just curious. I mean, they killed Admiral Akbar. Like, like off screen, they killed Admiral Akbar, so. He's the one who looks like a catfish? Yes. <laughs> okay. As a trap. <laughs> it's the same thing I yell every time Catalyst shows me her belly. It's a trap. Hey, speaking of a trap, uh, this is a trap. And if you're listening, then, you know, maybe you've learned something. Maybe you haven't. Who's to say? But uh, thank you so much for listening along. We do appreciate you. Yep. <laughs> you're not I'm not long. good at hellos or goodbyes. Yeah, well, neither is Laura Dern or <laughs> Carrie Fisher. She had a pretty awesome goodbye. Yeah, well... She had purple hair, and so do I. Yeah, I think her eyes were purple, too. It was hard to tell. But uh, thank you so much for listening along, and we hope that you guys are doing well. Um, Merry belated Christmas. Uh, my name is Justin Danger Stevens. I'm Denise Janae. And uh, may the force be with you. You're not saying anything.